Blog Talk Radio. Influence over what Congress does. 
then Congress votes the way its wealthy donors want. The rest of us have influence over Congress, what Congress does about 5% of the time. Here, keep going. You're going to go to the... There's an arrow. Go on that arrow. Yeah, but that just goes to something uh, have, have the highest um, influence, and business groups have the second highest influence. So, like bankers, and they have the biggest influence in business groups. It's the top 10%. North Carolina Ethics Commission says, consensual sexual relationships between politicians and lobbyists do not have monetary value and therefore are perfectly fine. Oh, my God. Okay. That's the kind of nonsense we have. Okay, what's mm-hmm. next? So much for North, North Carolina. Three mega donors have pledged to give $10 million each to presidential candidate Marco Rubio. That's 200 times the median family income. What the? F- you know, how, how is this legal? You know, how is this... Well, because they passed that law. Well, the idiots passed that law. You know, how the hell can they make something like that legal? Think political corruption will get better once your team is in office? $1.3 billion to Democrats, uh, 212 elections, and $1.6 billion went to Republicans. It shows basically the same. Maybe you don't understand the problem. I don't understand. Well, they but the, both one side gave each the same amount of money, basically. Yeah, basically. So they bought everybody off. Eventually, we're going to destroy American politics with so much money in the political process. That oh, he just came out today and said he was ninety-one percent sure he was going to jump into the presidential race. Lindsey Graham, the biggest wingnut there oh, ever was, what a, what a and John McCain's best buddy. Top three provisions of the American Anti-Corruption Act. Number one, prohibit politicians from taking campaign money from the interests they regulate. Number two, eliminate unregulated limit, su- limit. limit unregulated super PACs, shady contributions, and coordination with campaigns. That would be nice. Number three, prevent lobbyists from giving massive donations to candidates, parties, and PACs. Top three provisions of the Anti-American American the American Anti-Corruption, Anti-Corruption Act. Act. Yeah. Well, that would be nice if we could ever get that. David Denham, retired minister and representative and represent.us volunteer. Now, the represent us is the name of this group that is putting out these, these statements here. Yeah. In the Christian tradition, we read of Jesus cleansing the temple of money changes. At the Capitol in Washington, corruption reigns. Our politicians are bought through campaign contributions, special favors, and more. How can today's money changes be expelled? Okay, yes, how can they? Happening now. Thousands of Americans march against money-corrupting politics. 
And we don't hear about that. Nope, no we idea that there is it, It's happening in Cincinnati, Baltimore. Uh, represent what country? I don't know. Uh, that it represents Rockford. That's uh, Illinois, probably yeah. Rockford, Illinois. Yeah. Okay. Breaking. Man lands yeah. gyrocopter on Capitol lawn to deliver anti-corruption message. Yeah. He was pretty brave. Doug Hughes. Hey, uh, what I w- you know what I wanted to do? This would be a good time to do it. Well, go next. Let me let me go to the. Uh, I wanted to read his his letter. Oh, okay. To Congress, the one that he that he uh, that did, he delivered. That he he wants to deliver. Yeah, I posted it on my website. so uh, everybody could see it, and it was a picture of him riding on his gyrocopter. But um, I thought he was very brave. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he could have been killed. Oh, yeah. I'm probably a surprise that he wasn't, really. After all, he wasn't a drink, a drunk Secret Service agent. Probably. Uh, he, was just, he was just amazing. That just an ordinary guy. It was amazing that well, he was able to get there. I would say he was an extraordinary guy. Certainly not Yeah, Doug Hughes is his name. I'm going to... Uh, is this his letter? Doug Hughes, National Hero and Citizens United. Yep. He says, a source for the following text was from Tampa Bay Times, but this is, they quoted, they, they published the letter that he, 521 letters or something that he put Delivered. in. Delivered. He, he supposedly tried to deliver right, to Congress. But the source uh, says, uh, dear congressman, whoever, whichever one it was, says, consider the following statement by John Kerry in his farewell speech to the Senate. The unending chase for money, I believe, threatens to steal our democracy itself. They know it. They know we know it, and yet nothing happens. John Kerry, February 2013. In a July, this is all in his his letter, by the way. In a July 2012 Gallup poll, 87% tagged Corruption in federal government is an extremely is extremely important or very important, placing the issues barely just barely behind job creation. According to Gallup, public faith in Congress is at a 41-year record low, 7 percent. Uh, as of June 2014, Kerry is correct. The popular perception outside the D.C. Beltway is that the federal government is corrupt, and U.S. Congress is the major problem. As a voter, I'm a member of the only political body with authority over Congress. I'm demanding reform and declaring a voter rebellion in a manner consistent with Jefferson's description of rights in the Declaration of Independence. As a member of Congress, you have three options. Number one, you may pretend corruption does not exist. Number two, you may pretend to oppose corruption while you sabotage reform. Number three, you may actively participate in real reform. If you're considering option one, you may wonder if voters really know what the chase for money is. You are dismissal and dismal and declining popularity documented by Gallup Gallup suggests we know, but allow a few examples, by no means a complete list. That these practices are legal does not make them right. Obviously, it is Congress who writes the laws that that makes corrupt corruption legal. 
Number one, dozens of major and very profitable corporations pay nothing in taxes. Voters know how this is done. Corporations pay millions to lobbyists for special legislation. Many companies on the list of freeloaders are household names. GE, Boeing, ExxonMobil, Verizon, Citigroup, Dow. Almost half of the retiring members of Congress from 1988 to 2004 got jobs as lobbyists, earning an average 14 times their congressional salaries, 50% of the Senate and 42% of the House. Number three, the new Democratic freshmen to the U.S. House in 2012 were advised by the party to schedule four hours per day on the phone fundraising at party headquarters because fundraising is illegal from government offices. It is the donors with deep pockets who get the calls, but seldom do the priorities of the rich donors help the average citizen. Number four, the relevant rich donors who command the attention of Congress are only 0.5% of the public, five people in a thousand. But these aristocrats of both parties are who Congress really works for. As a member of the U.S. Congress, you should work only for the people. Number one, not for yourself. Number two, not your political party. Number three, not the richest donors to your campaign. Number four, not the lobbyist company who will hire you after you leave Congress. There are several credible groups working to reform Congress. Their evaluations of the problem are remarkably in agreement through the leadership and membership may lean conservative or liberal. They see the corrupting effect of money, how the current rules empower special interests through lobbyists and PACs, robbing the average citizen of any representation on any issue where the connected have a stake. This is not democracy, even if the ritual of elections is maintained. The various mechanisms which funnel money to candidates and congresspersons are complex. It happens before they are elected, while they are in office and after they leave Congress. Fortunately, a solution to corruption is not complicated. All the proposals are built around either reform legislation or a constitutional amendment. Actually, we need both, a constitutional amendment and legislation. There will be discussion about the structure and details of reform. As I see it, campaign finance reform is the cornerstone of building an honest Congress. I'll wreck the wall of separation between our elected officials and big money. This you must do, or your replacement will do. A corporation is not people, and no individual should be allowed to spend hundreds of millions to influence an election. That much money is a megaphone which drowns out the voices of we the people. Next, a retired member of Congress has a lifelong obligation to avoid the appearance of impropriety. That almost half the retired members of Congress work as laureates and make millions a year, dollars per year, smells like bribery, however legal. It must end. Pass real campaign finance reform and prohibit even the appearance of payola after retirement and you will be part of a Congress that I can respect. The states have the power to pass a constitutional amendment without Congress, and we will. You and Congress will likely embrace the change just to survive, because liberals and conservatives won't settle for less than democracy. 
The leadership and organization to coordinate a voters' revolution exists now. New groups will add their voices because the vast majority of Americans believe in the real democracy we once had, which Congress over time has eroded to the corrupt, dysfunctional plutocracy we have. The question is where you individually stand. You have three options, and you must choose. Cecily Douglas M. Hughes, www.thedemocracyclub.org. Well, I applaud you, and you're a very brave man. I wish I were as brave as you. Uh, you were a clever guy. Yeah, yeah very brave. There's a picture of him flying off in a sculptor over Washington there. Oh, his gyrocopter. Gyrocopter. He's an amazing guy, I think. Yeah, he was. Yeah. So, anyway, but, um, I don't know what's going to happen to him, though. Here to here first. Congress won't fix corruption. Columbus, Ohio will. He's fighting corruption now, so she doesn't have to. Okay. All right. You see all these? Salem, Churchville, New York. These are all people. All people Watertown, are, South Dakota. Country, yeah. Florence. Florence or Lawrence, man? Yeah. I know, but I'd like you to go to um, uh, represent us, okay? Uh, and uh, at the same, represent dot us. Represent dot us. All right? Dot US. Yeah. And I'd like to also have people go to democracy.org. All right? Which uh, I got the, the other one there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Democracy. Okay. The democracy club.org. Right. So go to the next screen there. Here's a little arrow. Yeah, Happening now, thousands of Americans march against money corrupting politics. Roanoke, and San Francisco. Yeah, thousands of people with signs and Los tickets. Angeles. Corruption won't fix Congress won't fix corruption. Los Angeles will throw all signs of I joined the fight against the corruption because history has taught me that I won't be represented unless I fight for it. As a student, a woman, and a person of color, I know that the odds aren't in my favor. I hope you'll join me so that one day everyone will be represented. Rachel Brewer, represent do, represent.us volunteer, George Mason University. Good for you. Big government helps the people who have made it. If you can afford to hire an army of lawyers, lobbyists, and others to help you navigate and sometimes influence the law, you benefit. And so that's why you see big banks, big companies, big winning, keep winning, and everybody else is stuck and being left behind. Mark Rubio. Well, he just got, he just got uh, what, uh, $20 million from two people? Yeah. I mean, what the hell? This guy, this guy is he corrupted. He talks out of both sides of the yeah, house. Okay, that. Marco Rubio. This guy says, oh, we are the, we are the 21st century. We got to be in the 21st century. Nah, a piece of work that guy is. Americans have a history of fighting for representation, representation from women's suffrage to the civil rights movement. Today the battle continues as we fight to end the influence of special interests. Julie Icorn, represent.us. Volunteer, Columbus, Ohio. Yeah. So this is a big movement, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm glad to see it. U.S. representatives who voted to keep militarizing the police received 73% more campaign money for the defense industry. 
So they, that's yeah, that's their big deal. Why, why aren't they doing that? Let's militarize the police and get 73% more campaign money from the defense industry. Jeez. The small business is taking a stand against corruption. Cups, coffee, and tea. Roanoke, Virginia, owner Michelle Bennett. I guess she's just a member. Yep. Uh, Hillary. Breaking. Hillary announces president to run. Ready for Hillary pack has already raised $15 million. Oh, my God. Jeez. I mean, you know, that's just sad. Victory. Winnebago County, Illinois, passes anti-corruption resolution with 87% of the vote. Good for them. Oh. Represent us, not lobbyists. I don't know what that did for anybody, but Winnebago County is good. That's not what your country can do for you unless you can afford a lobbyist. Yeah. A fight call. This is a good group. This is a good uh, group. Go to represent.us. All right. That's can right. executive and action hasten the end of Citizens United? That's a good thought. Yeah. Hmm. These are just people that are fighting for it. So anyway, let's let's move on. Oh, John Adams, um, his, home, his homestead, when I grew up, was uh, neighboring to me, not very far away. When legislature is corrupted, the people are undone. He was a very bright man. He had a beautiful farm not far from my house. Of course, he had been dead a long time, but they, they preserved that in Quincy, Massachusetts. The Adams homestead, beautiful place. Well, anyway. Yeah. See that? You've got to be careful of some of these politicians. Yeah, they especially get in guys like, like Rand Paul and Rubio and all these conservatives. Now, this represent us, okay, as quoting a lot of these people. Well, here, Rand Paul, one of the biggest assholes that is running uh, next to Chris Christie, we have come to take our country back from the special interests that use Washington as their personal piggy bank. Yeah. Well, where does he get his money? Yeah, exactly. Not from his father, I'm sure. Not the average congressman spends 30 to 70% of their time fundraising, and the calls they're making are not to you and me. They're calling millionaires and billionaires. These people influence their decisions. Yeah. So anyway. Uh, our job as citizens is not to point the finger at our broken government. Our job is to fix it. Fix okay. All well, right. Let's let's get away from this guy. We got tired of this. Oops. I'm sorry. Uh, we shall go on. We shall move on. Move on. Move on. Yeah. I think we can't stand. Uh, okay. This is a good question that I always, I always wondered about. But here's What's another that? one. Why does extreme Muslim ISIS attack Muslim state after Muslim state but never fire a shot at Israel? Isn't that interesting? Yeah. That's very interesting, I thought. Makes you wonder who's funding it. Yeah. 
But here's something nobody's talked about. A uh, huge oil spill in North Dakota. Leak, North Dakota pipeline leak is largest of its kind in the state's history. Almost 3 million gallons or 70,000 barrels of brine and unknown amount of crude oil have leaked from a North Dakota pipeline into a creek that feeds the Missouri River. Uh, officials said that this is the largest spill of its kind in state history. Brine is a byproduct of the oil and natural gas production with a much higher concentration of salt and may also contain oil and reside from fracking uh, operations. Residue. Reside. No, it may also now, contain and, and residue from fracking. It doesn't say residue. That's what it is. may also contain oil and residue from fracking or Right, well, it's still, right. Operations. Okay, the leak occurred in a in a four inch salt water pipeline uh, located roughly 15 miles north of Willow, uh, Williston. It is operated by. That's uh, a long story, but blah, 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 blah. but you know the thing is, is that there's a whole 70,000 gallons of this stuff, uh, barrels rather, uh, leaking all over the North Dakota, and uh, what a mess, huh? Yeah. Very, very sad. Yeah. So and it go, it's going into the Missouri River, which then goes into the Mississippi. Down to the Gulf. But Missouri River is a huge river. Mm-hmm. Huge river. So, and uh, not a word about it. Not a word. I don't know why. Why? Can't imagine why. Are they fixing it? They don't yeah. mention that. Uh, U.S. Supreme Court detaining motorists on a highway to await drug dog search is unconstitutional. So. Hey, you can't just bring a dog into someone's car. Well, and, and waiting. Make the guy wait. Huh. Well, let's read this. Police detaining motorists on the side of the highway to await search from a drug dog is unconstitutional as it violates the Fourth Amendment according to a 6-3 to three ruling by the U.S. Supreme Court. Prior to the ruling, it was commonplace for law enforcement across the country to detain drivers on the side of the highway to wait a search by a drug dog. The cop would then use alerts from said dog to find probable cause to search the vehicle. Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who wrote the majority opinion, said the police may request information when pulling someone over, uh, such as vehicle registration, driver's license, and proof of insurance, but that a dog sniff, unlike those stock inquiries, lacks the same tie to roadway safety. Ginsburg notes that a traffic stop becomes unlawful if prolonged beyond the time, in fact, needed to complete all traffic-based inquiries. I agree with that. Yeah, the full ruling of the case, uh, Rodriguez versus U.S., can be found by clicking here. So that's interesting, I thought. So you could read the whole, whole uh, finding the, on yeah, that. The joint blog. Okay. Check that one out. And, oh, here's the data. Solar seawater distiller turns salt water into drinking water using only sunlight. That's very clever. Yeah. So let's take a look and see what that's all about. California may soon need these, right? Um, yeah. Yeah, it, 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 it's, a, it's a thing that turns uh, seawater into drinking water. Italian designer Gabriel Diamante has invented Elio Domestico, 
an eco-distiller running on solar power to provide safe drinking water for people in developing countries. A very simple way to produce healthy, bacteria-free water. Rio Domestico is an open-source project. This ingenious distiller was the winner of Core 77 Design Award 2012, Social Impact Category and finalist in the um, uh, Free Emile Hermes 2011 competition. And Pretty clever, though. Yeah, it shows, it shows pictures of it here. Right, let's see, let's let's see what they say yeah. about it. It appears to be made of clay. Yeah, it's like a pottery pot thing. Yeah. It's able to transform salty water from the sea into fresh drinking water just using the direct sunlight and with no electricity, no filters, no moving parts. So no need for maintenance and without operating costs. It works like an household. You just have to fill it with salty water and go away. At the end of the day, it will deliver five liters of drinking water. Hmm. Let's see how it works a little bit closer. The upper part is a black boiler with a watertight cap. This one is the water inlet where you have to put salty water in the morning. Remember to tighten it well, otherwise you will lose the steam. What happens now? Quite simple. In the upper boiler, the temperature grows and also the pressure. The generated steam is then forced to go down, reaching this metal lead through this connection pipe. The lead acts as a condenser, so it turns the steam into fresh water at the end of the day. You just have to collect the water bowl, and that's it. What are the main features about the production and the life cycle of the project? First of all, an 100% local production made with widely available materials, like clay and recycled metal sheets, and poor technologies like the pottery and the tin welding. Then, the production is made by craftsmen uh, with no transport costs and a very good impact on the local economy. Moreover, I designed the Helio Domestico with a very simple construction, so it can be fixed very easily. Helio Domestico is an open-source project that anyone can modify and upgrade, so it will be always a work in progress. Hmm. I wonder how much water it makes for a day. I didn't really hear that. It depends on how much you put in. Oh, okay. Yeah. It I takes all day to do it, though? Oh, yeah. I can I can see it being useful for developing countries, but I I can't imagine yeah. Americans are used to using so much water. <laughs> oh, I know, but but you can make this bigger. Yeah. And you can make it more. He said it's adaptable to change, but you can make it bigger, and you can put more water in it. You can do, you know. Right? So it's for seawater. Yeah. Or you know, you salty can, water. Yeah, salty water. Yeah. Good idea. Yeah. You know, anything like that's good. Um, military ops on U.S. soil raise martial law fears. Yeah, they're, they're going to do that in the West. They're right? doing that in the West, but they're doing it in a lot of places, you know. Southwest to California yeah. is what I address. Um, Jade Helm 15 is set to kick off in seven, in seven states this summer. 
sending special operations forces from all four main branches of the military onto civilian soil to conduct hostile takeover training and civil rights advocates are sounding the alarm. This is how the military describes it. I'm going to excuse me. The nature of warfare is always changing. Warfare. <coughs> Pardon me. Sorry. The nature of warfare is always changing. And U.S. Army Special Operations Command mission is to make certain the Army's various special operation forces are trained, equipped, and organized to successfully conduct worldwide special operations in support of our nation's interests, said Command Spokesman Army Lieutenant Colonel Mark Lestora in a uh, statement to the Washington Post a few weeks ago. Training exercise uh, Jade Helm is going to assist our special operations soldiers and leadership in refining the skills needed against a changing foreign threat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But plenty on social media aren't calmed by the explanation. In part, remembering the recent similar operation in Broward County, um, Broward County, Florida, that saw black off helicopters flying above community streets while soldiers loaded citizen participants into white vans for transport to internment camps. It was all a staged exercise, but for those watching, the scenes are unfolding were alarming. Police state USA, how Orwell's nightmare is becoming a reality, chronicles how America has arrived at a point of being a de facto police state, and what led to an out-of-control government that increasingly ignores the Constitution. All right. The, um, Looming J. Helm exercise set for July 15th through September 15th labels Texas and Utah as hostile areas. Global Research also reported the military says New Mexico isn't much friendlier. Other states participating, California, Colorado, Arizona, and Nevada. Some of the social media commentary so far the Pentagon's Operation Jane Helm 15, the floodgate towards martial law in World War III, and another, using foreign troops with Jade Helm martial law as treason. Yet one more post appointed to a recent reported Walmart closure in Texas, California, Florida, and Oklahoma was concerned, saying they cited plumbing problems cited as the reason for the sudden shutdowns just don't meet the smell test. Get the hottest, most, oh, yes, that's something uh, yeah, else. Yeah. That's about it. That's embedded. Uh, yeah, employees uh, impacted by the Walmart closures were just uh, were given just a few hours' notice about the six-month shutdown. The blog's inquisitor wrote, approximately 2,200 employees will now be without a paycheck during the extended repairs. The abrupt Walmart closures Announcement has reportedly left employees confused and Americans pondering the existence of Walmart's underground tunnels in operation Jade Helm's conspiracy theories. Those underground tunnels, by the way, are are, were made, are created by uh, Homeland Security. Um, Where are those underground tunnels going? I, well, I don't know. It's part of the internment. I told you about that. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. One of the theories, Inquisitor reports, one of the widely circulating rumors associated with Jade Helm Walmart story on the Internet speculates that the military will be using the underground tunnels to move undetected um, uh, undetected around certain states with the stores being used as either a communications hub or FEMA camps. The fear is ratcheted by the fact 
city officials who govern the area of the impacted Walmart say the stores haven't filed any permits requested for plumbing problems. Huh. Meanwhile, a presentation made to Big Spring, Texas, City Council members by Tom Mead, a retired Special Forces senior non-commissioned officer, to explain some of the upcoming Jade Helm exercises, emphasized residents shouldn't worry about private property trespasses. We won't trespass on somebody's property without the agreement of the landowner, he said in a YouTube video of the presentation. He also described the operation as a joint military interagency actively involving members of all military branches, the FBI and the DEA. Well, that's if they're not. The DEA isn't watching prostitutes and all kinds. They is another drug enforcement agency. Yeah. Yeah, and other law enforcement agencies. Mead said the FBI, for example, will do some questioning at one of the airports in Arizona. One council member asked about the operation's involvement of NAVO and UN personnel, and currently it is U.S. only. Mead said, currently. People say we can reconcile science and faith. No, we can't. Organization is probably carcinogenic to humans. 
and public interest groups are asking the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency to take into full account in its deliberation the new assessment by the world's leading authority on health and public health. Yeah, so it's really quite frightening, huh? For animation uh, showing the increased usage of glyphosate in the U.S., a 10-year period for two-two-click here. That was in 1992. Very little was used. Yeah, now it's, it's tremendous. Yeah. And then you can go forward with an arrow there. 1995. A lot more. 90. 99. 2000. Holy cow. Wow. In the last 20 years, it's been unbelievable. We haven't increased it very much at all in uh, New yeah. England. Yeah. But I guess we don't grow a lot of food for it. We don't grow as much. I mean, we're more of dairy and stuff like that. Uh -huh. But uh, parts of New England, like Maine, I noticed, doesn't, isn't using it. No. So that's good because they have a lot of farm country up there. Well, they just grow potatoes. Oh, sugar beets and all kinds of stuff. But their sugar beets are genetically modified, so yeah. some of the potatoes. So I guess it's uh, kind of silly. Actually. So Monsanto is about to unleash GMO marijuana. Oh, wouldn't you know it? Wouldn't you know it? Wouldn't you know that? Designed to not heal you. Just to, to take to prob you. probably to take all the all the good stuff out, out of it, it yeah. and then they give it to you. Here, here's some leaves. Yeah, you can't get high, and you can't get you can't get fixed, and you can't get anything. It has supposedly been in the works for years now, but you've likely not heard of it. Monsanto marijuana is that the big push to legalize in the U.S. Um, allegation, okay. Allegations about the Monsanto and George Soros have been planning to unveil GMO cannabis in Uruguay, the first country to legalize the sale, cultivation, and possession of marijuana early this year. Do Monsanto have the same plans for the U.S.? Well, let's see. Did George Soros help get marijuana legalized in Uruguay in order to open the doors for another Monsanto monstrosity, genetically modified marijuana? If so, it would be a horrendous reversal of widespread access many were hoping to obtain for the plant that can literally save lives. Should it be delisted as a Schedule One drug by the feds? If this is all that... If this is all just a ploy for Monsanto and biotech to plant acres of GM cannabis, there is no better time to stop the corporate Leviathan than now. Okay. Through the Washington Times said though a network of non profit through a network of non profit groups, Mr. Soros has spent at least about eighty billion eighty million dollars on the illegalization effort since nineteen ninety four, when he diverted a portion of his foundation's funds to organizations exploring alternative drug policies according to tax filings. Soros so, has also been listed by the Marijuana Policy Project as one of the top 50 most influential marijuana users. But he has been suspect of being a supporter of one of the world, of one world government, which destabilizes nations, foments civil wars, and overthrows governments through something called the Open Society Movement. 
One of their goals is to replace natural cannabis with pharmaceutical varieties that are patentable and genetically modified. Soros' biography presented by Open Society Foundation seems tender-hearted, even philanthropic, but others warn of his true leanings. One of his philanthropic interests is Planned Parenthood, which has been linked to Bill Gates' eugenicist father, William H. Gates. Soros is also an open supporter of more powerful groups such as the World Bank and the International Monetary Fund, two organizations which are known to support biotech. Health Impact News has reported the Oakland Institute, along with NGOs, farmers, and consumer organizations from around the world, launched a campaign, Our Land, Our Business, to hold the World Bank accountable for its role in the rampant theft of land and resources from some of the world's poorest people. Farmers, pastoralists, and indigenous communities, many of whom are essential food producers, for the entire planet. Further, Soros has called Russian President Vladimir Putin an existential threat, demanding $20 million to defend the U.S. from Russia in ridiculous political slanting, slanted slandering. Why? Uh, Putin has called GMO makers and GMO marketers criminals who should be jailed or fined and has banned genetically modified food from his country. I'm so right. proud of him for that. He is about the health of his people. Yeah. A writer for the European Coalition for Just and Effective Drug Policies states that Monsanto is already quietly at work on a project to patent a genetically modified cannabis plant in Uruguay. It is up to you to determine if the fact that Soros owned considerable Monsanto stock shares and also played a critical role in successfully legalizing marijuana in Uruguay, if there is foul play. It is suggesting that Uruguay is part of a much larger uh, global plan and that Monsanto is quietly testing genetically modified THC and CBD to see how they can be used use it pharmaceutically and own most of the world's cannabis plant trade. Oh, my God. Furthermore, German uh, pharmaceutical company Bayer AG signed an agreement with J.W. Bayer AG in 2003 agreeing to an information exchange with Monsanto. Monsanto thus supposedly has discrete access to scientific studies on the cannabis plant and its genetic modification. Oh, man. They get their hands on that. You know, forget about it. Yeah. They're not gone. They're not gone. German scientists have confirmed an amazing link between cannabis and cancer suppression. Yeah, we've read that several times. FBI, FBI and yeah. Department of Justice admit to faking, what did they fake? Evidence. For decades. The Department of Justice and the Federal Bureau of Investigation have admitted formally that nearly every examiner in an elite FBI for ethnic unit gave flawed testimony in almost all trials in which they offered evidence against criminal defendants over more than a two-decade period before 2000. Only after... You gave a flawed, flawed testimony. Yes. Did you read Yes. Okay. But only after an assessment by the National Association of Criminal Defense Lawyers and the Innocent Project reviewed post-conviction evidence based on Fresnik. The FBI Laboratory Microscopic Hair Comparison Unit 
has 26 examiners that admit to overstating forensic matches in ways that favored prosecutors in more than 90% of their 268 trials reviewed so far. Shockingly, 32 of those cases involved defendants sentenced to death. 14 of those set up by the FBI have already been executed. Whoops. Is that what they say? Yeah. Whoops. Gee, we're sorry. Peter Nufo, the co-founder of the Innocence Project, commented, the FBI's three-decade use of microscopic hair analysis to incriminate defendants was a complete disaster. We need an exhaustive investigation that looks at how the FBI, the state's government, relied on examiners trained by the FBI in the courts, allowed this to happen, and why it wasn't stopped much sooner. The NAD, NACDL is working with the Department of Justice and the FBI to obtain more cases for review. Norman Rayner, Executive Director of NACDL, added, hopefully this project establishes a precedent so that in future situations it will not take years to remediate the injustice. Because of the review, defendants in federal and state prosecutors in 46 states in the District of Columbia are being notified to determine whether there are grounds for appeal. To the public, the FBI and the DOJ have promised to reroute resources to address all cases and are committed to earning the affected defendants, ensuring that the affected defendants are notified of past errors and that justice is done in every instance. The Department and the FBI are also committed to ensuring the accuracy of future hair analysis as well as the application of all disciplines of forensic science. For perspective, the FBI has been setting up Americans as potential terrorists for years. Five years ago, the FBI set up a young and impressionable man in Oregon named Mohammed Osman Mohammed with materials needed to create an IED then encouraged him to attend a tree lighting ceremony at the Portland Pioneer Courthouse Square where thousands of innocent people could be hurt. The FBI admitted that they had recruited Mohammed by email because they suspected he was involved in terrorist activities. In the past, they made him a good candidate to become another U.S. government patsy. The FBI also alluded that they may be able to use Mohammed in another fake terror plot if he were willing to travel to Paris, Pakistan, and participate in jihad. In 2012, against Qazi Mohammed Rezwanu Asan Nafis was recruited by the FBI. I'm sure I wrecked that name. <laughs> FBI had a manufactured bomb plot and later prosecuted by Loretta Lynch, former U.S. attorney from the Eastern District of New York and current replacement for Eric Holder as U.S. Attorney Whoa. General. Wouldn't that be yeah, Lynch, 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 explained, Lynch, Lynch, I think they mean Loretta Lynch, uh, explained, this case means that there is still a, connected, a concerted effort by al-Qaeda to insert individuals into the U.S. who will carry out their plans to disrupt the economy and do great destruction and damage. Nafis was set up in a manufactured plot to blow up the New York Federal Reserve. The FBI said Nafis was obtaining a cybersecurity degree from Southeast Missouri State University on a student visa. 
However, college records show that Nephis was never a student there. It's all fake stuff. Yep. These damn people are so fake. To set up Nephis, to set Nephis up, his FBI handlers assigned assigned to Nephis gave him a thousand pounds of ammonium nitrate and other materials to build an improvi- build an improvised explosive device. Under the watch of the FBI, Nephis assembled the IED at an undisclosed warehouse in New York. The FBI said Nephis attempted to detonate the fake bot at a hotel where he was taken into custody. I mean, really? The infiltrating FBI agent brought Nephis to the warehouse in a van. Nephis allegedly told the agent that his first plan was to blow up the New York Fed. If he was unable to do so, he had a plan B. After coercing from the FBI agent, after co- coercing from, that doesn't make Nephi's also produced a written statement of his intentions where he said that Osama bin Laden was the justification for his impending actions. The FBI agent made sure to create a video. Oh, this is ridiculous. Where The recorded statement was to be shown to the American public after the attack. And Alphys was recorded on tape saying that he wanted to destroy America. And the FBI was careful to set up the necessary evidence to not only incriminate Nafis as a Patsy, as a Patsy, but also uh, use the evidence to create a link between Al Qaeda and the nations of India. See, this, this, these bastards. This, this article goes on quite a ways, but you know, that's, these guys aren't really doing it. They're coerced by the FBI to do it, given this the material. Coaxed by them, you know, as as uh, you know, people who are already sick. <sighs> That's just evil to do that too. And the people probably aren't working with the full deck anyway. No, and they're then, not. You know, they're and, not. And, and, you know, maybe they, limited or disabled in some way. And they're Come looking on. for these kind of guys, and they're, they're trying. They are trying to create this, taking advantage. Yeah, of well, people they're trying like to that. create this propaganda shit. You know, they, 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 it's what they do. That's what they do. You know, it's amazing. It's amazing. This uh, makes me sick. Makes me feel terrible for people. It's terrible. Yeah. That's so uh, evil to leave people that way. They've done that time and time again. It's evil. Well, here's something else that makes you sick. Black-hearted people. Hillary. Monsanto for Hillary. Oh, my God. Yeah. And she hired the the chief lobbyist as as her campaign manager. Preparing for the Democratic (sighs) primaries, uh, presidential prospect uh, candidate Hillary Clinton Appointed longtime Washington insider Jerry Crawford as advisor to her ready for Hillary's super PAC. And Crawford has worked on the Clinton Gore Kerry presidential campaigns in past elections. He also worked as a lobbyist for the genetically modified seed supplier Monsanto. In 2010, the corporation hired Crawford to, Crawford to back Republican Agricultural Secretary Bill Nor- Northey against antitrust Democrat. Frank uh, Thick was a critic of Monsanto. He uses copyright claims on the DNA in his in its seed to protect its agricultural monopoly. With Crawford's endorsement, Thick lost the race, and Republican uh, Northey kept his office. Now Crawford is gunning for Hillary. 
uh, as journalist Zad Jelani writes, it Zaid. is it is telling that someone who worked as a hired gun from Monsanto to defeat a progressive Democrat is so enthusiastic about the potential Clinton presidency. Well, it's no different yeah. than uh, what what was their names? That couple. One was. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, Carvel. Carvel and, and his, his wife. Yeah. One was a supporter of uh, Dick Cheney. And One the was other Dick Cheney's uh, uh, advisor, senior yeah. advisor. And Jim Carvel was, was Clinton's was, senior advisor. I mean, really? Yeah, you know. So it's like, you know, and they were married. Yeah. You know, together. I mean, yeah, I don't talk about cynics. I can't even imagine. Brain damage victims of swine flu vaccine win $63 million loss yeah, from GlaxoSmithKline. Yeah. Well, that's uh, good news. Oh, the news tonight has been so black. Uh, it's all black. It's hard to do these shows sometimes. Smith Glax, Smith, GlaxoSmithKline in, is in the news again making headlines after having to settle another major lawsuit bringing the latest total to over $9.1 billion since 2003. This uh, crime is due, this time rather, is due to... Um, Glasgow Smith-Klein's product Pandemix, which was the flying flu vaccine forced upon the public during the pandemic of 2009, which is argued by some to have been fake. As the victims are being compensated in the UK, the same neurological mechanisms that damage children in the lawsuit are still potentially at work in the confirmed excitotoxicity that takes place after many vaccine injections. According to the International Business Times UK edition, each of the victims is expected to receive a million dollars. Peter Todd, a lawyer who represented many of the claimants, told the Sunday Times. There's never been a case like this before. The victims of this vaccine have an incurable and lifelong condition and will require extensive medication. Unfortunately for Peter Todd and the countless other victims, there has been cases like this before. Neurological damage from vaccines is not a rare occurrence. In fact, the U.S. government has paid out $3 billion and counting to families of vaccine injured children most of which were due to direct neurological damage or complications arising from such damage. According to the Global Research Project, uh, the GlaxoSmithKline rap sheet states, in recent years, GlaxoSmithKline has been known as a company that pays massive amounts to resolve wide-ranging charges brought by U.S. regulators and prosecutors. These include a $750 million payment relating to the sale of adulterated products from a facility in Puerto Rico and a record $3 billion in connection with charges relating to illegal marketing, suppression of adverse safety research results, and overcharging government customers. The company also set a record for the largest tax avoidance settlement uh, with the U.S. The regulators the and prosecutors. Yeah. Well, he's a work-ass company. And you want them injecting you? I don't think so. Glasgow's Smith Klein wasn't afforded legal and financial government protection status. They would have went under years ago. However, this corporate zombie, 
still damages populations with little oversight and deep pockets to pay for any legal or ethical challenges that they get in their way. Currently, Smith Klein, Glasgow uh, Smith Klein, Merck, and other pharmaceutical houses were influential in attempting passage of the California Senate Bill 277 to remove the parental opposition that was slowing their product's revenue stream. What wasn't disclosed during the Senate hearing or vote following was that the bill's author, Richard Pan, was financial ties to Glasgow-Smith-Kahn and Merck. In a fair legal system, this should immediately disqualify the bill and bring serious moral and ethical charges to Pan's legitimacy. Fortunately, due to an onslaught of parents and other citizens, SB 277 is currently stalled, leaving Richard Pan with lots of explaining and little integrity to fall back on. So, man, I'll tell you, it's just, God, you know, stand big businesses, they're just killing us all. Yeah. Killing us all. Well, this pig of a politician, Chris Christie, Hey, just he looks like a like a pig. He looks like a like a uh he acts like He one. looks greedy. Oh, he, he is. He said, If I'm elected president I will go after marijuana smokers and the state that allow them to smoke. I'll shut them down big time. I'm sick of these addicts, sick of these liberals with no self control. Chris Christie. The big fat slob is talking about self control. Self control. Guy look in yeah, the yeah. look in the mirror, guy. Okay, and it's after 9 o'clock now, so anyway, we yeah. close our show. Yeah, what, what, what a jerk. You know, they just, just... I mean, take a look in the mirror. Talk about self-control. I mean, yeah, you know, these guys just make you so sick. They want to eat. Yeah. It's a nerve to talk about anybody else's yeah, habits. Yeah, the ultimate hypocrite. Yeah. Yeah. Leading... 100 pounds yeah, overweight. Probably slops 100, up. 100, you know, 300 pounds yeah, overweight. Yeah, what, what a pig. Anyway, you know... He talks about other people's problems. Yeah, he's a bully, he's a... He's done every every horrible thing that a human being can be, you know, and yet he's got the nerve to. You know, be, president. Uh, even to learn to be a governor is, is beyond belief. Although, although we had a piece of work, uh, uh, Governor Rowland. Yeah. Yeah, he's been in he's been in jail twice now. No, he know? hasn't. <laughs> he hasn't gone yet. Well, he'll be he'll time. be gone soon. Yeah, he was just, he was just I, would, I felt years. ashamed when he was our governor. I can't imagine how the good people of New Jersey must feel. Mm. You know, some of them must feel like I did. I well, was we so campaigned, ashamed of that. We campaigned for the only guy who was really against him, and that was uh, Ned Cole yeah. back in 2002. And uh, He stood up. We were, I was his campaign manager, and Lila and I fought like hell for, for all Ned to get up there. And, uh, of course, everybody thought Ned was crazy, right, because he... Uh, well, he speaks truth he speaks to truth. power. Yeah, he said Roland was corrupt, and Roland was corrupt, and nobody nobody believed it until a year later when he got his sentence to oh, a year in jail. Oh, they they were just afraid to say anything. Yeah, piece of work. Anyway, I want to thank everybody for joining us tonight. Uh, join us tomorrow night when we do our union night, and uh, bring you more fascinating thoughts on so, fascinating things. Good night, folks, and <laughs> talk to you tomorrow. Good night, everyone.